0: Let's do this. All right, you guys, we are here, and for the first time ever, I have brought on two guests. And I'm freaking amped to chat today for the first time with one of my sisters. I got my little sister, Laurel, on here. And you guys, I'm not going to call her Laurel, just so you know. That is her real name. That is her name that my mom and dad gave her at birth. But that is not the name I have ever called her in her entire life. She's 20. How old are you? 23? 22. 22. Almost 23. She's popper. She has been Popper her whole life, forever and ever, and that is a story for another time. But when when I'm talking to her, I'm probably going to call her Popper, and you're probably going to be like, what in the actual heck? But her real name is Laurel, but I'm going to call her Popper, okay? That's just how it rolls up in here. (laughs) And I've also got my beautiful friend Cassidy on here with me, and she is someone who I met Several years ago, again, through the coaching opportunity, I seriously meet the coolest people through, through coaching. And she is just an amazing human, an amazing mama. Both of these amazing women, Popper is a mom of two. We'll just say that she has one cute three-year-old and she has another baby that's coming in any week now because yeah. she's one of those annoying mamas who goes early, <laughs> which is <laughs> awesome, but I'm jealous. And then our girl, Cassidy, she's got three beautiful kids, and she's just an amazing mama. And we've all got kids who potentially might interrupt us, and you know what? That's just real life, and that's just how we're going to roll. So today, we are chatting about when you have to leave your kiddos. I have a really good friend who has requested, like, over and over and over again. Like, please, 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 please record a podcast, about the guilt that comes when I have to leave my child. And this mama, she is a working mama, she's a teacher, and she's like, honestly, I'm fine. Like when I have to leave to to go teach my kids, or my students, I'm fine to leave my kiddos because I know that I'm like doing good things, I'm providing for my family, but I have like serious guilt when it comes to, okay, now I just wanna go get my hair done or my nails done, and I'm dropping my kids off at my mother-in-law's house, and like, I have so much guilt because I already left them for xyz amount of time because I work full-time. Why do I feel so much guilt when I leave my kids? And so I wanted to bring on all sorts of representations of moms okay my girl popper my sister she is a working mom she's a slayer okay she grooms dogs full-time and she is 30 some odd weeks pregnant and still like just being a slayer with these massive dogs that bite her and attack her, and it's fine. (laughs) Um, and then my girl Cassidy, she is a stay at home mom and she is on the total opposite end of the spectrum where it took her eight years to leave her oldest child ever like, never, ever, ever went away for eight years. Um, and and then there's me who's somewhere in the middle, who's, who's a little bit of, rep- I've never worked outside of the home, but I also left my oldest son for the first time overnight when he was 11 months old. And there was a lot of like here and there moments um, starting very early where I left him for a few hours. And um, I really just want to speak to the power of having alone time to fill up your mama cup. And I know like postpartum and depression and hormones and all the things are so freaking real, you guys. And when we, when we feel those feelings, I feel like the biggest trigger is because we lose ourselves. We lost everything we were before we became a mom. We lost that desire to work outside of the home. We lost that desire to talk to other adults who actually know how to speak in full sentences. We lost that ability to go get our hair done, our nails done, or whatever. And there's so much guilt wrapped around like, no, I got to be here for my kid always, right? And so, first of all, I just want you to know, if you're feeling those feelings of guilt, you are not alone. Mom, you're not alone, okay? You're not. So... I wanna get a whole bunch of perspectives from all sorts of fabulous mamas. So let's start with my girl Popper. Pop, when you, how long have you been working? And tell us, tell us all about you, your work life, your NIS.
1: Yeah, so I um, got a job when I was 16. I'm the youngest of, Brynn and I have two other sisters and then we have five step siblings which are great and amazing. But my parents were, I'm the youngest of all of them, every single one. So my parents were kind of, they, they wanted to baby me in the nicest way possible. And so I got a job when I was 16 and my mom was genuinely mad at me and told me that as soon as I lost that job, because it was seasonal, that I was like to not work again. And that was very opposite of what she had with all of the other kids. Cause it was like, "Hey, you're 16, go get a job, go pay for your car, go do this, that, the other. And my parents were at a financial standpoint where like they could support me. So it wasn't a problem for them. So I was fine with it, honestly, (laughs) like, that's cool. Um, But I really started working when I was 18. It was the summer after I graduated high school. And I was like, I'm so bored all the time. I might as well get paid. For my time and I saw a job listing for PetSmart and I was like you know what I really like dogs so I'll apply and I applied and I got the job and it was amazing and I started as a bather and then I was supposed to go to Academy which is like where they go to teach you how to groom and whatever and um, the day before I left, I found out I was pregnant with Ari, my first, who's now almost three and a half. And that like kind of threw me and my fiance at the time for like a whirlwind, my husband now, but yeah. So I've been working full time for almost, no, yeah. Like four and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been like, I'm, it's not easy by any means, but it's like so worthwhile to me to know that I have an outlet outside of my family and outside of my home of people that I know and love and care about that know and love and care about me in the same way. Cause like a work family is a I don't know if my industry is different, but like my work family, I love them almost as much as I love my family. <laughs> so yeah, that's, yeah, I started working then and yeah, I've been working ever since
0: cause I love it. And when you became a mom, like tell us about that transition. Like when did you go back to work and where you're like, were you excited to go back to work? Were you like, ah, did you have conflicting feelings? Like, how was that transition?
1: So I went back to work. I was supposed to go on my maternity leave at 39 weeks when I was 39 weeks pregnant. And I had Ari at 38 weeks and four days. So I, it was, it like worked out even better than anyone could have imagined. Cause I just got my full eight weeks with her It was beautiful, magical, wonderful. But like the second it was up, I was like so ready to go back to work and get human interaction with people other than my husband and my in-laws that that were adults. But I was so nervous to leave her, obviously, because she's so little. And like, that is my flesh and blood. But I knew that I had to in order to provide for my family because I've been the sole breadwinner ever since then just because that's the way that it worked out so yeah I knew that I had to and there was no if ands or buts about it that I had to go back but it was hard and I missed her for sure but I knew that it was something that I had to do that was ultimately going to be the best for her for me and for my husband
0: totally totally makes sense I love it Okay. So Cassidy and Cassidy is just an amazing human, an amazing mother, all the things. So is Popper. And I, I picked these amazing women for a reason. And they just like really stood out to me um, when I was thinking about this concept. And um, so Cassidy, tell us about, about you, about your journey into motherhood and like, what was, What was going on in your head and why did it take you like eight years to ever separate yourself from your cute first kiddo?
2: So I think I just naturally have that uh, separation anxiety, which I never knew I had. So I've worked since I was 16. I was a lifeguard. I've taught swim lessons. Um, I was a CNA from the time I graduated like in high school up until I got married and even while I was pregnant I remember working um, and being pregnant in the maternity labor and delivery and so I've always worked um, but I haven't always wanted children so I had issues with the period as a teen and there was a percentage that I couldn't have kids and so in my head, I just was like, all right, then I don't want kids, you know? And so I, uh, got pregnant really e- easily. Um, so I had changed birth controls and the doctor, I had been on it and I gained 30 pounds in two weeks from this new birth control. And my body, for some reason, now I've been on birth control since I was 16. So like, this was just like weird fluke. And so um, my doctor was like, well, just we've just gotta not put you on anything. Let's let your body just naturally just do its things, fix the hormones and see what it can do. Well, I got pregnant. And I, at that moment, I, your, your mind just changes, you know, you just, you love that child from the moment that first throw up at eight weeks when you're told you're pregnant and your body's like, ha ha, now I can, you know, now you can be sick. And (laughs) it was a rough pregnancy. I was sick the whole entire time. And then I get my baby and, oh. Sorry, I'm a very emotional person. (laughs) Um, He had trouble breathing at first. So I got told him for two seconds and then they took him away. And I had him at three o'clock and I didn't get to see him till 10 o'clock that night. And as a new mom, like they don't tell you those things. And as a new mom, I was like, I am never going to leave this child you know i didn't want him and now i have him and oh my gosh how did i not want him and i'm never gonna leave and i think that just in my head just switched i went to work for about two weeks and it just like the dynamic my husband loves our kids but that baby stage is not for him. <laughs> you know, that he, like right now, he could take him for days and be okay, but that newborn stage was just really hard. Um, he was really colicky. He was, he, he still doesn't sleep well. My little guy didn't sleep well. And so I had come home from working nights because that's what I had always done. And as a nurse, you work 12 hour shifts, so they were long shifts. And you could just see the exhaustion on both their faces. And at that point, it was like, okay, well, this isn't working. Like, I need to stay home. My husband was like, I will work two jobs if I need to so that you can stay home. And so then I was lucky enough and been lucky enough that I've got to stay home with my babies, all three of them. They're now 10 seven and three, and I got to stay home with them, but I didn't realize how attached to them I had gotten and how much I had lost myself. I used to snowboard. I was a swimmer. I played water polo. I had friends and would do things, and because of the situation and just attaching myself, I didn't realize I had left that and forgotten myself also. And so I couldn't leave him and just that separation anxiety, I could not, I couldn't leave him. And I remember leaving. Hunter was probably, so he's my oldest. He was probably three or four before my mom was like, just go one night, one night, you know? And I was like, all right, I dropped him off at my mom's house at six o'clock. And I called and had my mom send me pictures all night. Telly fell asleep. I was back at my mom's house at 11 o'clock that next day. So like, to me, is that really leaving your child? No, no, that's not leaving your child. And you're anxious and you know, your husband's like, do you just want to go get him? Like he was so sweet and he's so understanding and, you know, do you just want to go get him? No, we'll just make it through the night. And, you know, and it just, at that point, like, why would anybody want to go do anything again, you know? And so it took eight years and it took Beachbody for me to actually leave my child for more than that one night and realize, oh my gosh, I had lost myself. And it was so hard. It was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. And my sister-in-law, Tiffany is a Beachbody coach and she has left her kids and has a big, huge family. And, you know, not that it wasn't hard for her the first time she left, but you know, that comfort and knowing there's a thousand people to love on and take care of. And I remember her telling me when we were getting ready for the Indianapolis trip, it gets better you know, it gets better. Once you're, once you're at the event and you can't think about them, it gets better. And it literally like the whole trip, like flying, I'm anxious and I want to call him. And Jordan's like, no. And it, it wasn't good for my relationship either. So I didn't give Jordan the chance to show that he could be amazing dad without me hovering and I'm OCD I like things done my way you know so I didn't give him the chance so it took eight years but it was the best best thing I ever did and I can see some things now where it like I would never take it back because of the experiences you know but I can also see from how I lost myself and what it did to my children for being attached to them constantly, you know? And so that's kind of mine. It took a long time and it was a hard journey, but it's, you, it's worth it.
0: (laughs) Amen. Well, and I love so much of what you both have said. And I feel like it is so easy for us as moms to know that we can solve everything. Like they're crying. We know why they're crying they're mad. We know why they're mad. Like we have that sixth sense in our kiddos, like, like more than Mm -hmm. grandma, more than dad, more than, (laughs) more than other people. We just do right. It's innate in us. And I feel like so many times it's very easy to like, no, they just need me. Like they just need me. I'll fix everything. It'll be okay. But I think there is real harm both and i don't know if harms the right word but sure. go with me here but i think there is real long lasting effects of my kiddo never gets to hang out with dad without mom my my kiddo never gets to hang out with grandma without mom my my mother in law never gets to hang out with my kiddo without me constantly asking for pictures and updates and how's he doing and how are they doing and all the things like right and mm-hmm. that's not enjoyable for anyone. That you're like if if they're constantly stressed about answering you back immediately, they're not really taking care of your child the way they should be, because they're taking care of you, right? Like they're taking care yeah. of you yeah. and your anxiety and not actually taking care of your child. And that is not to like shame you, mama. Like if if that is you mm-hmm. and you're like needing those updates and needing those things, but just to know one, you're normal and two, that's like really to nice. just trust and believe that this person who you love and trust otherwise you wouldn't have left your kiddo in their care like they love them too and they have their best interest at heart and what beautiful bonds are forming when popper leaves ari and her cute little baby in the future with their dad and the awesome bonding memories that they're going to have and and grow and create together while popper is filling her cup and and filling these awesome relationships with her coworkers and doing the thing that she loves and and grooming dogs and and filling herself up right and in cassidy's example like letting letting grandma hang out with them letting extended family hang out with them and letting them build these relationships with others. And I like to think and put it into perspective myself. Like when I let my mother-in-law or my mom or my sister or whoever watch my kiddos, I just try to put myself in their shoes. Like my sister, the one who's actually watching Ari right now while Popper (laughs) is here recording this, she doesn't have any kids and she wants kids so bad. And it is so easy for me to trust her with my children because I know how desperately she wants to be a mother. And when she's amazing with them too. Totally amazing. She's
2: amazing.
0: And she would be such, she would be such a good mom. And so when I have those feelings of like, Ugh, I but like should I leave them? What if what if what if what if what if right? And then I just like take a step back and like put myself in my sister's shoes, whom I am trusting with my kiddos, and I just know she's so happy. Is it hard? Yeah. Is it hard to go from zero kids to three kids? <laughs> yes, that's hard. And is it hard? And is it stressful? And is there a learning curve? And of course, right? But I know like it fills her up so much because it allows her that opportunity to feel like a mom for just one night, right? Or just a few days or whatever. And and same with like mother-in-laws or or grandmas or whatever, right? Like I know when I am a grandma, I am going to miss <laughs> babies so much and I hope that my daughters, my daughters-in-law will let me love them and let me snuggle with them and let me watch them and let me hang out with them and go away and i just want to be alone with your baby right and so just putting that into that perspective of allowing them that time to bond with with your baby because they love them just as much as you do in a different way of course but they do and allowing them that opportunity to create that bond and it's so healthy on both sides. It's so healthy for your kiddo to be away from you, to learn how to work with other adults, to learn to interact, to learn to respect other people, to learn to respond to other people. And it really is so healthy both for the child and for the adults in which you're trusting them with. So, so much yes. Okay, so Popper, back to you. when you, I know you like, you love your job, you work and you're just a boss. Um, do you have like that guilt when, okay, I'm back from work, but now I'm going to leave again because I want to go get my hair done or my nails done, or I want to go hang out with my girlfriends or I want to go to a movie without you (laughs) or whatever. Like, okay, now I'm home from work and I want to leave you for a different reason. Is there like, talk to us about that.
1: Yes. So much. Yes. I have a very hard time because I can like justify working in my head, like, okay, the family needs income, obviously in order to live (laughs) (laughs) and like someone has to provide that. And that is me and that's perfect and great. And I love it. And it fills my cup and my husband loves being home. So it's like perfect, fine dandy, whatever. But the second I get home, if we have like Like, for example, last week, my mother-in-law on my day off, I only get two days off a week. My mother-in-law on my day off was like, hey, can I take Ari today? And I was like, I don't know about that because it's like my day off. It's my time to spend with her. And I decided to just let it be and let her take her because I know that my mother-in-law loves her and it has been a learning curve for sure i used to have it a lot worse when ari was littler because she's three and a half now but um i still very much have mom guilt things like that so if i do go get my hair done it's actually a very close friend of mine so most of the time i just bring ari with me and she's like oh she's terrible (laughs) (laughs) makes all this noise and she's very distracting but my friend is always totally fine with it and I always tip her a lot. So it's fine (laughs) and I feel bad, but I know that that's like my only time to spend with Ari. And I honestly, like I don't really go get my nails done or anything like that because I know that that would be time away from her. But if it's something like, like I have OB appointments now and I literally cannot take her with me due to COVID I can't take anyone with me. So that has been like, oh, wow. It's nice to just like drive in my car by myself Uh (laughs) and not have to listen to baby shark 600 times. (laughs) (laughs) So even like little things like that, where dad just has to watch her for like a couple hours on my day off. I'm like, wow, maybe I should do this more often. Obviously I miss her, but you can't pour from an empty cup. And so often moms let their cup get empty or down to drops and they try to pour it out and you just can't, you have to, you have to take care of yourself first, no matter what that looks like to you, whether that's fitness for you guys, which is great, but that is not my gym (laughs) 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 or whether it's like taking a nap for a day or like just taking a bath by yourself or even going to the bathroom by yourself for like five minutes. Yes. Like just filling your own cup in any way, shape, or form is so helpful and beneficial to you and to your kids so that you can like hang out with your kids and actually be happy to be
0: around them (laughs) instead of like constantly annoyed. But yeah. Amen. And really that's, that's when I know I have not adequately filled my cup is when that Mm. fuse, when that fuse is like so short and I'm like snappy Mm -hmm. and like, right? Like we all know that feeling, we do. Yeah. And that is when I'm like, all right, Bryn, like time to go, put yourself in a little timeout to go breathe, go read a fiction book, go take a shower, go pee Mm -hmm. by yourself for a couple minutes (laughs) and lock the door, (laughs) they'll survive, right? Yeah. Totally taking those those timeouts for you to refill is is yes. Oh. well
1: and you mentioned that in a previous episode, like telling your kiddos that mom needs to take a timeout for a second. And I have implemented that with Ari. Oh my goodness, it's like a time it's a total game changer to have Ari understand in her little three-year-old brain that, like, you know what, mom needs a break for a second, mom is not being very nice, and mom needs to put herself in timeout for three minutes until I'm feeling ready to listen and I'm ready to be nice and we can resume so then when she goes into timeout she's not so like "Mm, I'm always in timeout but like we but we all
0: have to take timeouts for ourselves
2: Mm -hmm. it's been so helpful
0: good good I'm so glad I'm so glad Okay. So, and Cassidy, going back to you, my friend, when you, I know you kind of hinted at this briefly before, but like when you finally, you left, right. Um, walk us through like how it was actually being there and like, was your anxiety better? Like, was it, did you still feel that urge to like call? How are they doing? Oh my gosh. Right. Like talk us through that. And then, and then talk us through like, other other aspects of of your motherhood as well like not just these like big events I was in Indianapolis I was in another state I was really busy like do you struggle with leaving to to go get little things that aren't that important right like those little self-care moments
2: so um yes uh the the plane ride I was anxious the whole time nervous um and when I got there to Indianapolis with, it was a big beach body, their big summit event. Um, I was super, the whole, the whole time, the whole first day was anxious and wanting to call. And it was funny cause I had texted my husband and was like, when do you want me to call the kids? And he goes, I don't. And I was like, Wait, 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 what? He's like, I think it's going to be better because my son's eight. He's never, I mean, you know, he's like, I think it's going to be better if we just send you pictures and I send you pictures, but to actually call, we don't do. And I was like, but I'm gone Wednesday to Sunday. Like, what do you mean? He's like, I think it's, he's like, I got this, you know? he's already doing it I got this and the first day I inside I didn't show it but inside I could have thrown up that whole entire day oh you know because I'm not there what if my baby falls and I'm not there what if someone says something mean and I'm not there even if it's a cousin you know I want to be the first person for anything. What if they lose simple things? What if they lose a tooth? And I'm not there. And so all those things run through your head. Well, you're not rational. I'm not rational. Like Hunter doesn't have any loose teeth. He's not gonna lose a teeth. <laughs> He's not there. <laughs> like, you know, but you think of everything. And I think that was the best thing we ever did is no, just send pictures. I'll send pictures. I called and talked to him, but I didn't actually talk to kids. My mom sent videos, you know, and after that second day, and I was so wrapped up in taking care of myself that it was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, I can't tell you who I am, but I can tell you that this feeling of me and that I'm not just a mom is is amazing like you can feel your cup being full and you didn't even realize that it needed to be felt you know and then come home to these kids that run up and they're so excited and now they're not going to leave your side for a week or two because especially my baby you know because he was one And you, and so then you get the best of both. I got the best of both worlds. It was so hard at first, but when I just let myself be in that moment and do the things that I loved and meet the people that I had been talking to virtually that I loved and had become my friends and be with them and then to come home and my kids still love me. Nothing happened. My family took care of them, you know, and they still, you know, surround you. Now you get that love from them. It was like, oh my gosh, I did not realize I needed this. And I think that's the hardest thing is when you don't even, you immerse yourself into your children so much that you don't even realize you need to take care of yourself. And I'm the same, like I get mean fast and I'm very loud. And so even when I'm not angry, I'm just naturally a loud person. And so to take that step back and be like, mommy needs a break, you know, you need that. And I didn't realize how leaving could bring that joy and you can come back and be like, let's do this. And you're good. Like you're good. Like you don't need to leave two weeks later to fill that again. Mm -hmm. you know, you're full, you're, you know, and so that's what that event did for me. And then I do still, I mean, I will, I, it's going to be a battle for me the rest of my life. I think I'm going to be that mom that, you know, even when my kids are 32 years old, I'm going to be like, Why did you not send me pictures? Why did you not check up on me? You know? Um, but I understand now the importance of that separation, and I. Little things are still hard, but I do it anyways. Um, I now am in a bunco group that I leave my kids Friday nights for. Night. I don't put them to bed. I'm gone at 6:30, and we have so much fun. At the beginning, I would come home at nine o'clock, as soon as we were done with our game, bye, fun, I've gotta go get my kids to bed and take care of them. And now we we stay up 11, 30, 12, midnight, once a month, you know, and it's so refreshing. And just that little thing to do is just so good for your soul and so good for your children. I, The biggest thing for me is it's so good for my children to not know to know that mommy doesn't need to do everything mommy may be able to do everything i can't but you know in their little <laughs> minds that mommy doesn't need to do everything daddy can do it or papa can do it or grandma can do it or uncle ty can do it or Aunt ashley can do it you know i don't have to do everything and they wouldn't have known that or they may have known that but they would have never asked because it was always me taking control. And so I still struggle. I make care appointments while my kids are at school because, you know, leaving them. But I do make things a priority that I know are gonna fill my cup. I'm very much an introvert. And so socializing with other people in, in real life is so important even as an introvert, I think we all need that human connection. And so I do bunko, And so that's the biggest thing that I do is I'm with 12 other women. We laugh, you know, all these things. And my kids now see that. And they see me coming home and they see me happy the next day. And it's not me, mommy today. She got a break Mm -hmm. because I am with them. As as a stay-at-home mom, and especially now with the world, I am literally with my kids 24 seven. I do homeschool, which I love you homeschool moms. You're amazing, but it is not my jam. I do not love it. I hate every moment of it. I don't enjoy it. I enjoy my kids, but I want to enjoy my kids without teaching my children that stuff. I mean, I teach my children, but, and so it took all that and little things are hard, but, I've learned how important and how much better of a person I am when I get that, when I get that mama break. Totally,
0: totally. And I love your example of Bunko. Like, I don't think it, I don't think it has to be like, you work from home or you don't, you get your nails done or you don't. Like, it can totally be that little tiny game night once a month, like, and I totally agree that it it doesn't have to be this, like every other minute I am away from you so that I can refill my cup. Like it is not that it, it is, it is totally those like just once a month, once a year, I go on a girl's trip once, a, like once or twice, maybe three times a month, me and dad go out and we go on a date and it can show grandma and kids and all the things, exactly what you said, like. Other people can take care of me and I don't have to have like just mom or just dad. And honestly, the, the dating, like your spouse aspect (laughs) is still something that I struggle with of like, okay, I'm okay if I leave because they're with dad and like, that's so fun. And, but sometimes it is hard for me to like, okay, now it's time for me and Blake, my husband to be together. And we like, we went and celebrated our nine year anniversary this last November. And we had my sister, the one that I referred to earlier, watch our kiddos. And it was, it took like three hours for me and my husband to like, what are we supposed to talk about? Like, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> like, I am so foreign to this concept of, I mean, cause we've been on dates, but it's like two or three hours. And like, I mean, you can like small talk for two to three hours, right? Like that's easy, but, (laughs) but like to be away from them for like, it wasn't even 24 hours. It was like 18, but just the two of us. And it was crazy. It was crazy. And it really made me like, holy kazoli, like I've been married to you for nine years, but I don't even know you really. Like, I know you as a dad, I know you in your work, but that's kind of it. Like, and and so what should we talk about because we're not wiping a runny nose we're not changing four diapers we're not wiping up spills and stopping a tantrum and getting our child down from xyz spot right like <laughs> it's just me and you right and so we're i don't
2: talk about this because you don't know who's gonna walk in exactly <laughs> <laughs> because totally. you get older you're like you even like politics and stuff, you're like, you've got to be careful what you say of the (laughs) little ears that
0: are listening. Totally. (laughs) Totally. And, and I think there is so much power in like taking care of yourself, getting away, doing your girl time, doing your whatever girls trips every once in a while, going and pampering yourself by yourself or whatever. And then I think there is serious power in couples as well getting away overnight for a couple of days and just I was actually speaking to my older sister about this a couple of days ago cuz Blake and I have not gone on a trip for more than one night since our honeymoon you guys Same. like yeah Same. yeah it's 11 it's, years almost 12 11, 11 years almost 12 yes and this year we are going we got a voucher to go to Mexico, um, with my company and, and we're going just the two of us. And I'm so excited and also like, holy gazole, what is that going to be like? Right? Like, what is that going to be like? And my older sister was like, girl, it will do so much for your marriage to just be alone together for several days. And exactly like what Cassidy referred to earlier with like, the first day is hard. It just is. And then the second, third day, you're able to like, whoa, I lost that side of myself and I'm feeling it now. And I'm, I know how to talk to adults. I thought I forgot how to talk to other adults, but I'm realizing I, I am, I am kind of funny and I am kind of awesome, <laughs> right? Like I am really good at being a human and not just really good at making dinner and snap It can be
2: adult dorky, not just mom dorky. <laughs> exactly.
0: exactly. And, and the same thing is true with, with your marriage and, and I'm learning that myself and I'm really excited to go and hang out with Blake. So, and, um, one, one thing I wanted that Cassidy's comments made me think of was I think just that fear and anxiety can be so real it can be so real. And one of my favorite, two favorite acronyms of fear is the first one is false evidence appearing real. That is what fear is. We, we make up these images. We see things in our brain before they've ever even happened. We imagine the worst scenario ever. And I'm totally that person that like, my husband isn't home from work. He's not answering his phone. Fine. my friends isn't working for whatever reason. He is dead. He is dead. He died. He's in a ditch. Holy <laughs> crap! Like, what am I going to do? I can't be a single mom. Like, and I like I go to that place, and I totally am that person who like immediately goes to anxiety, and um, and it is so hard to be in that place, and it's it's energy sucking and. And to just, like I said earlier, to just trust and believe, he's fine. He's probably just working really hard. And guess what? He's not dead. He's never died. Still to this day, he's alive. <laughs> he hasn't yet. <laughs> he hasn't died. <laughs> and all oh good, right? And to just get better at like, with our children, with everything in life, just taking a deep breath and trusting and believing that it's all gonna be okay. It's all gonna be okay. And the the second acronym for fear that I really love is face everything and rise. And I love that. Because when you're afraid of something, if you just choose to face it head on and and rise and grow into a better person, into that more fulfilled version of you as a mom, as a spouse, as a whatever, as a working mom, as a mom who gets her hair done, as a as a mom who goes on trips and girls trips and bunko nights and whatever and all the things, right? When we face it, when we face that fear, when we face that anxiety, when we trust in the people we love to take care of our littles or our Bigs. That sounds weird, <laughs> but like our teenagers. They'll call them little. So our you're good. Kiddos, Yeah, <laughs> our kids, right? We really do rise, and we really do step into the best version of ourselves, so that we can be a, a better mom, and a better spouse, and a better us, right? So, so good. Okay. Well. Before we wrap it up, my girl Popper, do you have anything you want to leave with us? And then Cassidy, you can go after her. Um,
1: I don't think so. I think everything that was said was like, hit the nail on the head for me. Awesome. <laughs> I think I'm, yeah,
2: good to go. You're amazing. I would... I would just say, it's going to be, know that it's going to be hard at first. It's not an hour. It's going to be hard for hours. If you're, it's a weekend trip, it's going to be hard, but it is so important to you. It is so important to your kids to take that mama time to, we always say we want our kids to be the best that they can be, but they, they do that by example so we've got to be our best and taking that mama break and showing them that we are someone else besides mom is the best thing you can do for your kids and it's going to be hard take that deep breath do it anyways doesn't mean the next time it's going to be easier you're still going to have to take that deep breath but it's gonna be worth it amen mic drop right?
0: (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, my friends, I hope you got as much out of this as I did. That was so solid. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope my mama friends that you take time to fill your cup, whether it's an hour, whether it's a few hours, whether it's a few days, whether it's whatever, right? You love your kiddos, go love yourself because a mama who loves herself is easy to love. And you got to know who you are in order to love yourself. So give yourself a break. Give yourself some grace. Go hang out by yourself with your girlfriends, with your spouse, and then come back rejuvenated, refueled, refilled, and give yourself grace, mama, because you're just amazing. So I'll see you next week. All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you for sticking around. If this message spoke to you today, please feel free to share it with someone you love. It would mean the world to me if you would leave this podcast a quick review from wherever you're listening from so that other mamas can find it too. Be sure to find me on Instagram so that we can be friends in real life. You can find me at Bryn Wise. Thank you for making the choice to become a mom. Thank you for loving your kids. Remember that you are doing better than you think you are. Remember to lean on your village. Remember the biggest contribution you make in this world might not be something you do, but someone you raise. And always remember to give yourself
2: grace.